What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I am here once again with a brand new episode for you guys and a brand new guest today. I have comedian Gula Finman on the podcast. Um, This was a fun episode. It was cool to have her on and just talk about a lot of different stuff. Um, And yeah, I I laughed a lot during this one. This was pretty fun. Uh, Make sure to go follow her on Instagram at Gula, G-E-U-L-A-H underscore. And also hit the link in her bio to see her comedy calendar when she's performing next um, yeah, very funny. Uh, this is a fun episode. We talked, yeah, it kind of went all over the place in a good way. Um, and make sure that you also follow the podcast on Instagram at I'm getting there pod, all one word. I'll make sure to tag Google in the episode when I post it. And if you could hit the link in the bio, please and subscribe wherever you're listening. Um, that'd be, that'd be pretty dope. So you can see the, hit the notification so you can see when I uh, post the new episodes, I've been getting into a pretty good rhythm lately. And I got some episodes banked up too. So I'm going to be posting consistently for the the foreseeable future, hopefully. So make sure to subscribe so you can keep uh, up to date with each week I post. And also, if you're uh, on Instagram, make sure you follow the podcast um, so you can watch the video clips. I try to post them. I also have a Facebook page and Twitter that I try to share the clips on as well. So uh, make sure you follow all those so you can see the video clips from the show and also just hit get full episodes um, by tapping the link. And then make sure you, uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please rate the podcast um, or leave a feed, uh, a review, give some feedback. You know, I appreciate you know, any and all feedback that I get on the show. Always trying to improve, always trying to make it a better experience for those people that consistently tune in, which I am uh, really grateful for. And uh, you know, if you want to come see me perform live, uh, I am doing a show um, tonight when this episode drops. It'll be Monday night in San Jose at Good Time Bar. Tickets are ten dollars. It's going to be a really fun show. Um, it's at 30 Fountain Alley in San Jose. Uh, Sebastian Wong is hosting. And then it's me, Alex Torres, Nina G, Avery Harmon with headliner Mean Dave. So it's just a great lineup of comics. It's going to be fun. It's a natural wine bar, and they have, they have food there too. Uh, so hit the link in my bio for tickets to that. Also on Tuesday, I'm hosting the 17-year anniversary of the Blue Lagoon Comedy Show, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, I'm pretty stoked to be hosting that show. Uh, Brett Jennings is headlining that, and then uh, DNA is going to be featuring, which is pretty awesome. So come out. The, you know, There's going to be probably all the local comics in the area will be there uh, performing. So it'll be a really fun night at the Blue Lagoon. You get to see everybody, um, get to uh, you know, just be a part of something special. It's like 17 years of the show. You know, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And I know that uh, other friends have been there a lot longer. And, you know, DNA has been there freaking, you know, almost two decades. It's, it's, a, it's, an awesome, uh, it's an awesome room. It's an awesome time. Um, you know, on this podcast, there's been a lot of stories about that place. I always try to, you know, like get the, the history from certain people. I like to know things like that about certain rooms that I've performed in. I think that kind of stuff is cool. So come to the Blue Lagoon on Tuesday um, and hang out. That's going to be pretty fun. And then this weekend on Saturday, the 20th, I am throwing the Bricks and Beer Comedy Night in Salinas. Make sure you get tickets. Links in my bio. Also, uh, yeah, go on Ventbrite, search Bricks and Beer Comedy. And I have a pretty dope lineup for you guys. Uh, Alex Torres is going to be guest hosting that one. And it's Luigi Diaz, Dana Turner, Colin Casadas, myself, and then Alejandro Ochoa is headlining. Um, and if you haven't seen Dro, he's... He's hilarious. Um, if you're going to be around in Salinas and you and you you know and you haven't seen him perform in the city, he's going to be down here. So make sure you get your tickets. Links in my bio. It's ten bucks. You know, it's the price of it's some you know drinks more expensive than that in Old Town. So you know, definitely come hang out in the basement. Show starts at nine. It's like I think it goes to like ten thirty. Um, you know, it's going to be a great time. Uh, so I'm excited for that. And if you're going to be in Santa Cruz, uh, also on that night a little earlier than that, I'm going to be performing with my band astro thelma uh upstairs at the catalyst uh show starts at eight doors are at seven uh we're the first band so get there early uh, i think we got like we're gonna play you know a couple of songs it's gonna be pretty fun uh it's like the first time i've ever gotten like a you know besides when we did the blue lagoon and played as the backing band this is actually you know the first time we'll be kind of performing uh some original songs and some uh you know a cover a couple of covers it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm excited for that. You know, I uh, been in this band for almost a year now, so this is like our first actual live gig. So come out to that. Tickets are ten dollars for that. Um, go follow Astro Thelma Band on Instagram. Um, I would appreciate you know follows on that. We'll put, try to post some more clips from our jams and things like that. You know, for people online. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm up to. Um, and I 
I appreciate anybody that's been supporting any of the things that I, you know, comedy, this podcast, um, you know, people that have been sharing the, the band page and getting people to follow that now too. I really appreciate anybody that supports any of these things. You know, I'm just, uh, I really put a lot of work into all this stuff and I really do appreciate, you know, any and all feedback I get and anybody that listens to the show or tells me, Hey man, I heard that podcast was so-and-so, you know, when you guys were talking about this, that really, you know, was cool. And like, I really, you know, whenever, whenever something resonates, Oh, someone is like really cool to me. Um, and I'm, that's like genuinely too. I like, I'm not just saying that to be a fucking cheese ball or to like, you know, uh, be overly like thankful to everybody. I really do. <clears throat> I really do, uh, appreciate, you know, the, um, the people that like fuck with me and fuck with what I'm doing. So, um, thank you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Gula. I guess I should start off by saying uh, I think I think we first met each other at I want to say it was the Blue Lagoon maybe Probably. or some some show I think uh, we were both on and uh, I think you got introduced to me and I was like hi nice to meet you and I hadn't met I hadn't seen you perform before and then um, you went up and you just started it was just like I, I've seen you a couple other times now, so I kind of know. Like sometimes you'll just get into like this headspace where you're just like riffing with people, and it's a, it's like really awesome to watch. <laughs> Terrifies producers. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrifies. No, yeah. I just was like, I was. I remember coming up to you and be like, "That joke was great," and you're like, "Oh yeah, that was just uh, that was just today. Like that was just uh, that was just right now." <laughs> like I was yeah. like, "I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool." Um, yeah. So I guess my first question to you is like, is that something that you, when you started doing comedy, is that something that like came right away or is that kind of like uh, over time? Yeah. I didn't really understand what stand up was. I like look at like new people now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's so different. Like, especially people who have joined post um, reels uh, and they're just like, yeah, you need 30 seconds. That's like set up joke punchline. I didn't, I had no idea like what it was. I just thought you go on stage and make people laugh. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, what what? So I would say, I guess I also started with improv. So like in terms of like, um, just just performance, being comfortable on stage. Like my first time I did improv, I remember we had our class show. I did not get off the back wall like once. I was terrified, you know. But and I see people like do that with stand up, and they get over their their stage fright through stand up. But I think by the time I started stand up, I was just like excited uh to do that sometimes i think i haven't gotten better since the first time i've done stand-up <laughs> <laughs> but i w- whatever you're saying now i'm like yeah i think i was always doing that just like um being in the room and talking about my day and like people are like it's not that it wasn't planned it's just that like i'm never i'm always the best stuff is always the stuff that i'm surprised just coming out of my mouth in the mm. way that it is kind of like at your show that i did last time I I got high and I never do while I'm at work. Um and <laughs> and before I do a set and it it like it clicked together like all this stuff that I couldn't figure out how to say. And so it's like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be the type of person to just like sit down and write it out. It's just like it has to feel like it's just it's just people talking. Like I don't call it crowd work, mm. I call it a conversation. I'm just like the second it starts to feel stale or like i think my material gets stale faster than other comics like maybe because i don't have punchlines but um <laughs> <laughs> do you feel do, when you say it's getting stale do you mean like to yourself or do you feel like it's getting stale to other people yeah no um i think like what i i'm learning like what i bring is is not going to be and i'm like thinking about it but um really giving myself permission to not i mean i was i I drove down with jack ferguson two nights in a row um and he's Mm -hmm. doing really well he's so great he's like try to do the same set 10 times in a row and we were doing sets together two nights in a row and i was like i can't do it i can't do it Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I can do the same set-ish if I'm doing it in the same night. But if a whole yeah. 24 hour has passed, like I'm a different person. Like this is a different like I've, room. I've shed that. I've shed that set away from me. I'm a new. Yeah. I'm a new person. But also, just like the audience impacts me so much that like I can't really. Um, I can't really just like be a robot about it. Um, and I realize like there's just different types of stand-up. Yeah. You like pretty? Are you like, pretty sensitive to like certain things in the audience? Like you notice a lot of stuff, or like can you like feel the yeah energy quite a bit yeah and also like you can give yourself challenges and grow in that like when i first started i would feel the energy but i would mostly feel like the person who wasn't laughing and then i would focus on mm -hmm. them and be like oh like you know i'd get a good laugh and then i'd be like well what about you well why didn't you laugh and i'd investigate that and it sucks all the energy out of the room and i did like a a clown workshop and i had a, a clown coach literally like teach me how to go towards the people who are on your side and so many comics i see them do the same thing where they're like we pay attention to the one person and there's there's one thing to like notice it but there's something else about like eating into it and it's like if nobody laughs at your joke except one table it's like those are your those are your people and it's like it's yeah. like figuring out how to like you want to get the whole room, but like you start by the, your allies that you already have, and then you can grow it. And I, that was a lesson I learned like later. And it's just like, yeah, I'm always paying attention to the audience, but it's also like who in the audience am I paying attention to and how much? And it's like, I love a rowdy audience. So I love Santa Cruz. I love a rowdy audience. Um, I like, I think people don't like hecklers. Maybe we've talked about this because I talk about this all day. But like <laughs> is it? You're, you're good. my yeah. style of comedy, like <laughs> loves a vibrant crowd and mm -hmm. it loves, I don't like, I mean, nobody likes like the 47 year old lady who had too much to drink, the, the white, that white lady who's at every show, like who's just like disassociated and like mumble drunking. Like that's not heckling, but like you say something that, makes somebody feel so strongly that they speak up like that's a gift and it's i don't mm -hmm. I, I i don't shut that down like i i ride it and like i feed off of it because it makes me feel like I, I mean a lot of my jokes like are conversation and i like get a lot of my where i go with the joke i'm like i'm like like i have like that underwear joke that i do now that like is research like i'm asking that question in every room and as i find out about it i'm like learning there's a there's types of responses and like mm -hmm. there are people who like want to tell me how to do my life better and like now i'm like oh that's a category that's going to come up and then there's going to be people who who are like like there's going to be people who try to shame me for having bad underwear habits or like being a slob and they want to tell me how to do my life better just funny and then mm -hmm. It's like a fun, a fun power dynamic to play with, but it's like fun to kind of anticipate those people now. And then there's like the people who want to like out their partners and say like the grossest underwear that they have. And like, it's just like fun to see patterns, but also just like the surprising people who, but I like mm. let the audience like talk to each other. Like that is a joke that I'm like, I want to lose control for a little. I'm just like, oh, you guys are talking. You guys. And it's like, I, I like. I like when the audience cares so much that they turn to each other and start talking and like it's so different it's just it's hard to do that on yeah. like a show that everyone else isn't doing that because the crowd mm -hmm. is primed a certain way but santa cruz shows like some hey, hey, go ahead i was gonna say no i was just gonna say what you're sound what you're describing sounds like a really awesome team building uh, <laughs> like you know what? Like, like it's like it's obviously like a, like a different dynamic but also there's the same like when you're like when they turn to each other and start talking it's like yeah like if you were if you were like hr you'd be like yeah this team building exercise is fucking crushing right now totally like, but like, it isn't the morale this office is amazing not stand up Get, write a yeah. fucking joke uh yeah people won't book you because they just don't know what's gonna come out of your mouth and it's like yeah <laughs> but it's i don't care like i have like a list of comics who i think are like insanely good and they they're they give me permission like i'm like there's a avenue here and you know mm. i'm not and i'm i'm not a what's his name what's his name the one-liner guy 
um, like a mid, like a Mitch. Yeah, not Mitch Hedberg. Um, and I think okay. a lot of people get influenced by that, and like, uh, I think it's great. Like having a lot of structure in their set. Yeah. Or like, yeah. And I feel like I notice. Oh, sorry. I was gonna. I was just gonna say I noticed that coming from. I was talking to somebody else about this, like certain regions of comedy, even in like this area. Like I notice, like, uh, like kind of towards more towards the city, everybody's really focused on like a structure or like making sure that their set is like, you know, really like set up punch. And then you kind of venture outside of that and you find like, you find different stuff. Obviously there's obvious, there's more people, um, you know, kind of being a little bit freer with it. And I do like, uh, people like yourself that take those chances. Cause I know that the intention is good and your intention is to like, is to, is to have like the room laughing and to have, you know, just fun with it. And it is like an exciting thing of like, where is she well how is this even what's happening right now like i, I think i like turn to somebody i'll be like what is even happening like this is amazing like <laughs> it, it's like i think you were talking about like kombucha and ipa but you were like relating it to like uh, to like a diva cup i think it was so it was, <laughs> was like, like it, yeah it's like when you wear bad underwear and you can smell you can smell yourself <laughs> and like i think that's something that like we don't talk about enough is like it's like your your own son and like i don't even get into this on stage but as i'm thinking about it i would like to know how people feel about their own scent and that's it's like a little it's gross it's bodily fluids but it's also like mm-hmm. i mean i really want that joke What's... to be poignant and but it's not um <laughs> i want it to be about socioeconomic <laughs> status so i say that but it's not it's just about bodily fluids i really want it to be about like there is you know, <laughs> there's something to that yeah. though like you said you want to know how people feel about their own scent i imagine like there's like a like we all have like a relationship with like our our body odor that's probably not great, you know. We're all like, like what the heck? Like what do you you know? We try try to do things to make sure that it. But when you have it, you're like, man, like what? Why is yeah. this the smell of me? <laughs> you know, like... and it's also like, <laughs> and then you have people in your life that like 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 your your stinky funk sometimes. Or like I I remember I mm-hmm. I was dating someone who said that they like like a third day camping smell and i was like that's why that's disgusting like like <laughs> i mean like the fair like the pheromone like they like we over sanitize i guess camping too can't you're outdoors like you got you got dirt on you you got like a primal you know. funk yeah i'm gonna write down primal funk. maybe that's maybe that's what they maybe that's what they're thinking about it's bringing them back to their it's igniting their primal uh, urges within <laughs> and if you smell something like an ipa that smells like you like does that have a reverse effect also like if you smell something that's like that smells like my no. yeah that i also think but you yeah. smell weed that smells like you and you're like oh man that's so funny <laughs> weed pairing like i I smell like i smell like i'm an indica what the hell (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm a downer damn okay (laughs) i want to smell like a cigarello what kind i don't know like what flavor like like just like a vanilla like just a vanilla okay 7-eleven cigarello yeah yeah why is that the what about what about the cigarillos i mean it, i guess it's so artificial and there's a comfort in that like yeah you oh. know like the there's like no way this could be there's like <laughs> you know i want to smell like gruyere you know like i don't want like i don't want to smell i mean a funk that's like we are all i mean mm-hmm. we gotta embrace it um embrace the funk but yeah that's gonna be the that's gonna be the title of this episode. Embrace sure. the funk. Embrace the funk. Embrace the funk. Yeah. You just don't know, like I mean, I think about that with like body hair and like I mean that's like mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I'm thirty one and I'm still like having an, the most boring passe conversations with myself about like natural to um what's the opposite? Like how much interference to have with my body to be accepted by the people around me, like how hairy, mm-hmm. how smelly, um, how much pimple, like how much do I have to reel in like the animal to be this person and like to work. Like when I first got this job, like I was really scared. Cause I was like, Oh, I have to like 
be real, really not like an animal. Like I have to have like shoes, <laughs> shoes, pants, <laughs> you know, like hit oh, the whole thing. Be fully, yeah. But I got that job March 9th, 2020. And so I, I only had to wear an outfit like once. And then now, oh, now I'm the only one who has to come to my office. So that's like a balance. It's like, I don't, and I do material about this. Like I dress for the people in the elevator. It's like, I don't actually have to dress nice, but I have to like nice. wear some clothes, but like, yeah. And then stand up is another one where you're just like, I think it's always best to just do what you feel comfortable with. But then that, oh, that's always changing. Like, I don't know. Like, do you have like, do you have like people that like ever advise you on like your stand up look? Um, or, or you, do you think about it? Not really. I kind of get like, I think I have like a few um, outfits or a few items that I kind of only wear when I'm doing stand up. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something that I just think I put in my head. Like, I like departmentalize my clothing. You know, it's like work, you know, like not work. And then like, uh, you know, anything else. And like, then there's like the nice stuff or whatever for like formal. But yeah, I think I just have like a crew neck and pants is usually my. I try to. I don't know. I guess when I think about it, it's like I try to just wear like neutral stuff that isn't. So I guess in my head, I'm just trying not to stand out. Yeah. At all, just like wearing like a black crew neck and like tan pants or like a black pants and like a totally. you know, different colored. It's just like yeah, it's always plain and because I just I don't know I, I I don't know if that's I don't know I never really thought about it. Like you just asking me now, I'm kind of like going yeah I guess I do. Like there is just like those items of clothing then i'm like oh i wear that when i'm on stage and that's kind of it yeah but i don't know if that gives me like a like what does that do to like your it's like do people think i'm like a boring guy or am i just like the plain guy or am i the guy that's in his head or whatever wears the same thing every time he's like maybe superstitious or something i don't know i think a lot of comics will will wear the same type of get up and that's like that makes sense to me because it's just like a variable I will open mic an outfit um, if I'm doing a show mm. that I um, feel like doing something different or challenging. I'll wear something challenging, and I usually don't. I've, I I always go back to my uniform, but but it's like you know comfortable shoes that you can move in and like easy to stretch in stuff that you're not self. If you're aware of it, it's probably wrong, but it's like mm-hmm. yeah. But I I think it's like. The being like not pulling focus, I think that's a good choice. It's like I saw Gerard Carmichael at Punchline like last year, and he was so stylish. It was like it was like the entire time I was just like, "This is a very pretty man. This is a very very pretty man." <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> um, I don't know if it like pulls focus at that level, but like I think it's nice that it's a irre- it can be irrelevant. It can be a tool too. Like it can be part of your your persona. Like I have think of comedians. Mm. I feel like like I think of like Oralfo as like a sneaker guy and it's like part of his identity is like what shoes am I wearing or like Taylor Tomlinson's like jackets you know and I definitely like mm-hmm. like the performance jacket thing like it becomes accidentally part of your persona um yeah yeah because it's just you know, everybody's looking at it so it's like you mm-hmm. I think it's just like pattern recognition at that point you know yeah. seeing somebody perform multiple times yeah but I just don't want to get trapped into something like that's I'm at work and I got a work email that's not important. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but it could be. Oh my gosh. Oh, LaCroix. Oh, yeah. oh, was I just saying very distracted? Um, yeah. We were talking about uh, we were talking about outfits and and like wearing the same thing on stage and stuff. Yeah. I think we're talking about it. I think I said we're talking about you said a Rolfo being a sneaker guy. Taylor- oh, like, I was I, saying. Like, yeah. Not to get not to get trapped into a look is like for anything like i think about this with like comedians who are still exploring your sexuality or like sometimes comedy or doing things publicly can make it hard to like think about your own development or like because you're doing Mm -hmm. it publicly every time for the first time so it's like if yeah if like you want to cut your like if you cut your hair it would it would be huge it would it would feel huge oh it would it would yeah people would be like what the every for like weeks it would be like what the hell dude what'd you do why'd you do that yeah you know and i'd have to explain it all i'd probably have to make a bit 100 having long hair yeah like and 
Because it's yeah, it's been like three years now of having long hair. Hair is like huge. If I, if I cut it short, people would be like, "Did something happen to yeah. you? Are you like, are you okay?" Totally. <laughs> I feel like I like I'm the opposite. Where once my hair starts getting too long, I start to feel like, oh, like is this? Am I weakening? Like, am I? It's not like gender dysphoria, but it's the closest I can get to that experience of like, who is this? I don't know. Like, I feel like, am I in my body? Like, I have this, this, mm. this. I said this the other day on stage where I was just like, are mullets like in now? Or is just everyone else like letting go? Cause I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> like, I didn't. <laughs> you think everybody else is just. <laughs> like, this wasn't, this wasn't, I didn't, nobody, like, this isn't something you intend to do. It's just like, you, I cut the front of my yeah. hair in the mirror because I don't go to my, my boss like gave me a card of her stylist and I'm like, I cut my hair myself. And she's like, I know. And it's like, I cut my hair myself. Like, is this passive aggressive? You're like, what are you trying yeah. to tell me? Like... This is me being like, I don't know how, I don't know how to cut the back, but I don't ever see the back. It's the same thing as like my butt, like mm. when butts became something that women had to care about, like in the zeitgeist, like it switched, like it went from like this part of your body matters to that part of your body. And I was like, yeah, mm. but I don't look at the back. Like I'm not, <laughs> that's not that's not for me like i look down like i see the front like i have to take care of You're that like out of sight out of mind out of yeah. sight out of mind like i'm not people pleasing like whatever happens happens you know like you should do more squats it's like for who like i don't see it like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't ever have to see it i mean i have to do a lot of work to see it and i don't so if i'm sure if i did if i did see it uh i would care more but yeah mm -hmm. i don't I don't care about that. I refuse to care. <laughs> that's that's like that could be applied to so many things. Like if I saw about if I saw it more, I'd probably care about it. More. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's so, so Apathy. Deep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You have apathy for your ass. Yeah, but I mean, this is why we have like a a lot of social crises. I mean, pick one. Yeah. I mean, this is what that, like, the homeless situation should be better because it's literally like looking at, it's like looking down at your, like, your, like, it's right there um, for, for me. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask, because uh, I was looking through your socials. Did you, did you start doing comedy in the Bay Area? I started, I'm from Detroit. I started, okay. so that's where I was at this amazing improv theater called The Planet Ant. And, I did like their nine courses of improv and I liked improv, but I think I was just like in this place, like post-college just being like, I lived in like an artist collective and I, I was, I never, my whole childhood, I was like, I don't know what I'm good at. I was definitely like around art. My mom was an artist, but I was very like blocked and afraid of creating anything visual. Like couldn't really focus on getting an instrument done but I was always my mom was always like you're a writer and I was like great I get A's in English you know like um mm -hmm. but then I did improv and I I liked it but I didn't really um like the end product I just like doing it um okay. so it was more of like a I don't know like watching it whatever but it was really a good way to like Learned, I learned so much from it. I taught it. Like, I was very invested in it. And then I stumbled into an open mic. I mean, no, a show. They put me on a show. I didn't know. Those guys still don't talk to me because I did this. I mean, they do talk to me. They're fine. But, you know, I they gave me five minutes on a show. And I from this, I didn't know what the light was. And they were giving me the light. Oh, no. I had no idea. I mean, it was a shitty show. There was four people in the audience. Yeah. I brought them. Like, who cares? But, <laughs> but I from the stage, I was just like can I have more time? And I just did, I did like 15 minutes for my friends at this bar. And it's like, I did everything. Like when I look back at my first year or whatever, whatever like faux pas somebody does socially, like I did it. Like I just didn't, <laughs> new people just don't get it. There's like, and every city has like its own like social codes. And it's like, I don't have like, I'm a nerd. I'm neurodivergent in some way. Like, it, there's no written out policies you just have to like pick up on the vibe and i don't i'm not like a yeah and so i always like piss off the wrong people like especially if somebody's a booker like and they have any authority like it's just um not not like 
yeah people who are like gate like the gatekeepers like i just go to war with them immediately for no reason um but what was i saying oh so you asked me about so i did comedy that's a weird answer for what you just asked <laughs> it's okay <laughs> this is not a fit i just do therapy on zoom too so it's like it's like in the same part of my brain um i started comedy very briefly the second i switched to comedy and i realized i couldn't stay in detroit anymore like i just was like oh this isn't my scene i love stand-up mm-hmm. but there's 10 people here and it's grown now but just no women and also just like it's not really women it was also just like the types of comedy in the room like so i moved to san francisco thinking it was more alt than it was um and i really love san francisco it's the best place for me um and like we talked about at the beginning um i've learned that it because it's centered around a club which is why when you said like the farther you get out of san francisco the more kind of zany and freeform stand-up is but once you're in Mm -hmm. san francisco there's a very like there's a process um that's surrounding a club and the club prioritizes like being able to repeat the same set um and um having a predictable set and um seeing the writing and sort of those kind of that that sort of art form and so i can do that um but i don't want to so i don't because Mm-hmm. I had a comedian, I'm not going to say their name, but they were like, you seem to be having fun. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, are you supposed <laughs> They're like, I don't think you're you supposed, supposed to? to have fun. She's like, is this supposed to be fun? Because it's like the grind. There's this like, there's this grind mentality that like, and the thing is like, <laughs> like just, you're having fun. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I was just like, I can't, I can't, like, I can't with this like, don't project capitalism onto this if we don't absolutely have to like we we, mm-hmm. we have to sometimes but it's like i mean i i will do six sets a night but it's only when i want to and it's only when it's fun like the second something isn't fun i'm like do what my do you, my, do you want to do my podcast it's like that sounds fun yes like it's just like if it's not fun if i'm not having fun with the joke i don't care if it works i'm not doing it and i hear comics say like mm-hmm. my worst joke works the best i'm like are you having fun or not? It's like literally, and fun is like a wider term to like other things. It's like fun is like a loose term for like, I don't know, like, do I want to, or I could be spiritual about it and be like, does this feel right? Like on a, whatever, like mm-hmm. a cosmic level. But like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a, uh, a transition place with comedy too, where I'm just like, um, choosing, to do what I am doing without worrying about what other people are doing in a way that feels really like it's begetting, begetting a lot of, a lot of, um, it's rewarding. It's becoming rewarding when mm-hmm. you stop, stop doubting how, how you're showing up. Yeah. Like you're choosing, you're choosing like your gut kind of over like the, the, the expectation that you feel is kind of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like pressure, the competition, um, and just like doing the things I want to. And I guess it's like easier to do that when you don't have a goal. And um, one of the earliest things that I, the earliest pieces of advice I sort of followed was like from a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she said like, don't demand your creativity, pay the bills. You know, it's like your creativity is like, um, it's like a the way they talk about it and there's like a a large group of of writers specifically who talk about creativity in this like very like magical spiritual way and I really really like that is where I sort of am inspired to be creative from and so not stressing like like being a comedy producer is hard and I I mean I want to ask yeah. you about that because it's like I've done it in stints but it actually makes me I, mean, I get too stressed out to do it like it's too stressful for me um and i think it's fine to do it but if like you're doing it because it pay, it's paying the bills like that's that's a totally different relationship to stand up than the one that i built for mm-hmm. myself which is like i have a day job i can i produce when i want to how i want to and i don't have to mm-hmm. worry about the bottom line and so it's like yeah there's i don't know so i'm curious for you like how producing feels and if you like your stress to enjoyment levels with it and why you do it 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to answer that. Can I add you to another Zoom before it kicks us yeah. out so that I don't like I don't I'm not answering it mid, you know, just, just kick us real quick. Yeah. But yeah, let me let me add you right back and then I will answer that. That's a great question, though, because I do I do want to answer that. Can you hear me still? Yes. OK, uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, freaking. So, uh, but no, I, I, I really I was. I was actually thinking about this. You, you asked me, that, yeah, like the, like producing, when it becomes more about like trying to kind of make money as opposed to just enjoy the act of producing the show. I, I feel I've gotten a good, ex, a good experience um, running a, my show in the basement that I run in Salinas. I, I ran it free for about five years, almost or four years ish. And then the past four months, I've been charging tickets and kind of making the change to try and, um, you know, pay the comics better and make a little bit more. Because I feel like, I, you know, the value I've been adding, you know, it's kind of a thing to where I can maybe earn something from it. And like, yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of like the comparison, there is a definite just shift change in your in your mind where you're kind of, yeah, you go from like. Like what's the what's going to be the most fun to like you kind of are looking at it like in that capitalistic way of like what's going to be the biggest draw to people, you know, to get like the, you know, the most out of it. And then I think like the I think what's good about that is like keeping a balance of like still trying to still trying to make it fun for yourself and also uh, just like. I look at it as like there's a community of people within comedy that are doing it purely for just fun. They don't like need anything from it. And then there's like you meet comics and groups where it's like they're trying to survive off of it. And so there is like these these extremes on both ends. And I find myself being like uh, kind of in the middle of wanting to help those people, but also wanting to um, create that environment for the other people. Like, I don't know. Like they're kind of like I kind of like categorize in like sometimes in my head of uh you know like the <clears throat> like who to take like trying to take care of people trying to build you know, it's all i think it's all about relationships too i guess is like uh you know what do you find when you're like running multiple shows you kind of have a group of and you build like a network of people yes. you know you're trying to rotate yes. through and then it's about to me it's about like expanding that network while yeah. also trying to like take care of those people that are like also trying to take care of you too at a certain point like not always you know i'm not like solely a, a a producer that's like only you know is like trying to swap uh yeah I don't, I don't really i don't really try to do that uh on purpose but like you know if there is like something that you know you do as well you know i'd hope to hope possibly that i'm performing or showing totally. myself in a way that can get on that as well totally. so yeah, i think it's like a it's just a i think it's like so case by case and like what's tough about it is that you um you like run into positions where you're like you're kind of put up you feel like sometimes you're like put up against a wall or something with sometimes and you're like at the end of the day you're like hey I'm just trying to do you know like I'm trying totally. to do a good job I'm trying to have fun I'm trying to do what's best for me and I'm also trying to serve people in a way that I feel is fair yeah you know, like it, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's really tough it's it's hard like producing it's so is hard. hard it's so hard <laughs> and it's like the, I, the I, being... I, it stresses me out <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and it's like i think like you've touched on like the points of like you did it for a while without it being like a pressure to make you money but once you realized like you were cruising on it it was like well it doesn't hurt to like make there's value here i've added value mm -hmm. these shows are like great people don't mind paying 20 bucks and it actually make there's value to that in terms of like how people appreciate what you're doing and the comics in yourself like it's good but then you also mentioned like the sort of bartering economy of it which is like i think like huge and it's like why it's the currency in in indie mm -hmm. stand-up scene it's not how funny you are it's 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 how much stage time you're giving to the community and exchanging in the community. Cause that's ultimately what we're trying. And some people come in with like a camera and that's their ticket onto like a certain production. It's, your, it's how it's your bargaining chip. Yeah. Like a lot of it. Yeah. At the end of the day, whether it's this, what we're doing right now, yeah. or it's, you know, or it's a show that I produce or it's like, yeah, say I had a camera or say I have, you know, uh, the ability to help you do something like that. Yeah. And I can, it's like, you know, I, I think that, 
yeah, you have to add, you have to like add value and try to add value. But at the same time, you also kind of have to be like looking out for yourself in a way that's, it can be uncomfortable at times because it's like, you know, it's like you're trying to like fight for your worth, but also you don't even really know what that is. Sometimes you're like struggling to even like, you're like, Oh, what am I? I don't feel like I'm, you know, like I, I feel like there's comics in the area that are hilarious, but don't, they are not like, and then they don't, they don't push as hard to get stage time. And then there's like the other end of that where there's some comics that are like, all they try to do is get on stage. And it's like, right. Yeah, man. I like, I'd love to give you some stage time, but I just don't feel you're going to like, you're not going to bring value to my show. It's a, it's a hard way to, that's a hard conversation, you know? And it's like a very personal, it's all this very personal stuff. Cause it's like, you're going on stage and like just showing the audience who you are and somebody else is telling you, Hey man, like, I don't know if that's what I want, but we need to hear this because (laughs) the fact (laughs) that (laughs) this is something that you, I, I've had to learn and I am actually like still learning, which is like the fact that we are all on shows together in these random blurry lines, because we're not, most of us are not 15 years in. We're not, Mm -hmm. we don't have our own established audiences. Like, we think we should be on certain shows and we get mad that we're not on those shows because they're good shows, but it's also just like, and this was, this is my thing about like going towards where the love is so that you can be a better performer. It's like, if I go to a room and this happened recently on a show where I know the producer is not comfortable with what I do, I won't be comfortable with what I'm doing. And I Mm -hmm. love going, I have enough stage time from rooms that are like, do your thing. I trust you. And then I have a great time and the audience has a great time. And so it's like, yeah, it's like those, which doors, if there's a door that you're knocking on, it's like, doesn't want you like that's, that's like the universe steering you to where you should go. If there's one room in your town that books you do that one room until, until somebody else invites you to do another room. It's like that humility of like, of it, but also it it keeps you like, there's like a, like a show that I saw recently, like I saw the lineup and I was like, ugh. I was like, ugh. Like, I don't <laughs> like anyone on that lineup. <laughs> like, and at the same time, the day before, I was like, why doesn't that producer book me? And then I'm like, did you hear that? Like, did you just hear yourself? Like, mm-hmm. like by oh, yeah, doing <laughs> the rooms where you like the people, like, it's like dating. You're like, why didn't he like me? It's like, you didn't like him first. That's what happened. Like, now why isn't she texting me back? It's like, yeah, get your ego out of the way. Get yeah. your ego out of the way. It's like, it's like the room, like the rooms for me, at least like I've done a lot of burlesque shows and I, I opened for my friend who did her one woman show. And it was like such a cool room. And I was like, the more that I'm just like saying like, Oh yeah. Like if I don't, like that producer than that producer and and it's not liking it's like it's like if you don't have that like synergy and it i mean like mm-hmm. yeah you can like or if there's like that not that level of professionalism which i think sometimes i struggle with too yeah. like uh it is tough to like to still try to operate and like book people and be with people that you don't necessarily like enjoy the presence of but you still try to have them and like have that relationship because because you know because there's a bartering thing going on with that yeah. person like they're not it's... maybe your friend but they and that's those people know it they're like I'm not a likable person so I'll just <laughs> I'm not fun no I'm kidding I'm kidding okay I'm kidding I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no this is why I tell myself like I, I can't produce I'm too mentally ill so I'm just like well I'll just be nice um <laughs> Um, my mom has this quote. My mom like says things and they that just, was, that was so funny. <laughs> it, I feel I so I can't guilty. produce cause I'm mentally ill. So I'll just be nice to people. I feel so guilty that I'm not like producing right now. Like I, I feel I so feel guilty. At I do. All. Like, of course I, I do. To, it's like a, I think also it's like a pretty, like, like I spend a good amount of time, like creating flyers, promoting, messaging people, like, worrying about the budget of the thing, showing up early, setting up the lights, you know. I put in a lot of effort, but also at the same time, it's like, I wonder about the effort that I put in, if it's like what I, you know, like what's the, like am I putting in too much that I'm getting back? But then it's like, no, because you're, 
like stuff like the the the, the like the uh, like in economics there's like a, a non-tangible like benefit a lot of the time you know and i feel like i try to think about that in terms of like like you know recording this or doing the sh- producing a show or yeah. something you know the stuff that i'm creating it's like there is like a non-tangible like benefit and also just getting to expand and know like i f- the more people yeah. you know in the community it's only, i feel like it's only uh you know beneficial because you go where the love is like you said yes and it's just about like casting a casting yes. a wide net and seeing who is. that's what you know, keeps you that's what keeps me motivated is just being like are am i am i doing it when i'm in a green room and it's fun i'm like i can do this for the rest of my life when i'm in a green room and nobody's talking to each other people are dunking on each other i'm like i have to go like <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know what i'm doing like you know what i mean like it's all about good vibes and like it, mm-hmm. and and it's like people are like it's like high school i'm like good it's like high school you, like i was you don't i mean i went to high school with five people in it but like yeah it's fine like i mm-hmm. like there i when people say clicks i'm like yeah like there's people that are your people and there's people that are not your people and you happen to be in this like general public zone but it's like mm-hmm. just be okay with but also when you produce which is also why i love it is i love being like i get to pick who's in the green room and that's like fun house party yeah, yeah that's fun that's fun and it's like it's, that is the cool part yeah it, it's cool and it's like mm-hmm. there yeah i mean it's it gets a little weird with like the sexism thing just blah 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 mm-hmm. or yeah. somebody who's queer or somebody who has a disability also that's really hard if like you have a disability or just a social thing because it makes it harder for you to be like just to hang or even if you have a day job and you can't hang out as late or you don't drink, like the barriers to entry are also can be invisible to like how tight you're going to be with other comics. And I have a limit of just like, I have to go to bed or like, I don't want to drink or like, and I've, I remember when I first, in my first year of comedy, somebody called me out on it and they're just like, you're never down to hang. And it's like, I have work. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I've, uh, yeah i've i've fought that you know be i'm always having to travel to do shows like yeah. too far and always wanted to be like i gotta drive like an hour still like i'm yeah. you know and it's oh, uh yeah. usually i uh usually yeah i because I, I, I understand what you're saying there and i think that at the end of the day it's like yeah i'm not like most of the time the people that are complaining about that uh, yeah you're not hanging or something it's like they're always hanging they're always hanging and, and it's always like, hanging you know, at the if, end of the day it's like it's fun to always hang but like what are you that's not like what are you doing besides that yeah you know? like what are we i need a lot of alone time i don't know I, I, with comedy oh. i don't get enough like when i'm like really grinding i'm like i'm not i'm not and so people who like grind and never just take a few nights to restore or like i'm like how how are you integrating Their your social experiences? battery is just always on 100 yeah. you're like how does that work because yeah, yeah. I, I will like if I do multiple like sets in a night, I come home and I'm like, like, dude, I don't want to talk. I don't like. I don't want to talk to anyone right now. I like had I to. Get, I had to get new roommates recently, and I went from like a couple chatty roommates, and I was just like, I feel so bad. But I was like, I'm gonna look for people who I know like will not talk to me when I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> and it and I found them, and they're amazing. They're amazing. Like they, I've lived with them for like six months, and like, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm so weird when I'm home alone. It's like I just, I've been talking all day. Like I'm gonna come into the kitchen, I'm gonna have headphones in, like you get it, mm. <laughs> you know. Like they're just, and I'll talk to them like a little bit, but I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm when I'm home, like I'm, I can't, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so. Dumb. Oh, my roommate feels bad because he's always scaring the shit out of me because I'm just like doing my thing. And he'll come around the corner, and I'll be like, "Jeez!" You know, just like, <laughs> Are you doing tai chi in the, tai chi in the mirror? What's your thing? <laughs> I just will be like, like you said, cooking with headphones on, or yeah. I, I have headphones on a lot, or I'll just be like, you know, like stand. I'll be standing there with like a piece of paper, like trying to like just thinking about something or you know whatever. And he'll come out, and I'll just be like, "Oh shit, sorry, dude. Like, so... you know, you're here." <laughs> Don't talk bad. to me. Like... Don't talk to me, dude. <laughs> he, the headphones. He didn't know that I did this, and so he's like. Who are you just talking to in your room? Like, like you said, oh. like once a week, you just have like you're in your room just laughing and talking. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing. I showed him, and he goes, oh, okay. At first, so he funny. goes, what are you doing in there, dude? I'd be like, well, I have a rock. 
this rock yeah. that I put googly <laughs> eyes on. It sits on my desk. Yeah. That's so funny. I record I record with it, you know? I know. I was, like, telling my roommates I had, like, this audition, and I was like, I'm going to be screaming in my room, like, <laughs> I'm going to be doing something weird in my room. But, yeah. Uh, so you, you said you're from Detroit, um, and you, so you moved you moved here to do stand up. How when how long ago was that? How long have you been doing? I moved in, here in San Francisco, September 2018. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I moved here. I was a I was a living nanny. I had material about that back in the day. Oh. Um, and I really like those up until the pandemic, like. That was when I was like just really in it, really focused on the San Francisco scene, and then obviously, nice. um, just only I, I dropped every social connection that wasn't stand up for better or for worse, just just fully committed to it. And then you know once I think a lot of comics went through this, but we just were like, oh, I actually like tonight I'm not doing a show, I'm I'm going to a Friday night dinner because I was just like I'm like I was like oh like I need especially Friday night at the end of the week. I need um, some non-comedian, just like lovey, cuddly people. <laughs> yeah. I need it sometimes. Like, um, yeah. and so I've given yeah, myself. You, like, tell them about your life, and they're not just trying to come up with a bit or rip you for it. You're like, yeah, well, you guys are actually into this. You guys care, and they're like, yeah, you're like, you're yeah. a good person. You're like, Whoa. and it just re it's it's like not <laughs> to use them for my creative process, but first of all, they're really fucking funny, and also like. It just makes you realize, like, it just makes your identity as a you stronger when you're, like, doing stuff. Um, yes. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I don't want to be just bled out from all myself and just be doing stand-up every night. Like, I do need – and I, I every night that I don't – if I don't do stand-up for, like, three nights in a row, I start to really fall apart. So, like, I do need to be doing it, but I also take meaningful – the whole idea of – Shabbat, meaningful rest. I do really believe in that. And now it's a good, there's a good show on a Friday night. I'll fucking do it. But like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm yeah. not just like doing a show to do a show on a Friday night. I like try to be more, um, I try to be very Jewish about it um, and, and do something more uh, uh, spiritual or friend, like friend, just like friend fun um, okay. and give my, give myself a little rest. But um, so, yeah. okay. So before we, um, there's a few things here I want to just show you before we uh, wrap up here. There's a couple of news articles. I'm going to share a screen with you. Real and quick. I can go a little over 530. I, I said okay. I had hard out 530, but it's not that hard anymore because I'm not catching a ride. I'm taking BART. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I don't know if you happen to see yeah. this in the news, but I came across this. Um, this apparently, people, somebody dumped like 15 wheelbarrow full loads full of pasta in new jersey i saw fury and i read furry and i thought we were going there okay fury <laughs> okay a massive i thought like a furry took a massive dump like that's what i read okay it's um, just pasta <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. because they're like Furries a muffin are just shitting out spaghetti <laughs> such okay, a funny wait. Image. okay but who did this a massive dump of pasta okay so I was like laughing at it at first. It looks like whole wheat pasta. Oh, there's all kinds. Okay. There's macaroni. There's bow tie. It's all Mussolini, tortellini. Yeah, yeah. I gotta put my glasses. It's everywhere. Uh, okay. So there's this. Uh, I guess it's a problem in New Jersey where they don't have. Um, they don't have like mass <gasps> like, dumping, like garbage, and so there's like yeah. Look at this. Look at all these new. It looks disgusting disgusting and then they went from like it was funny and the people were like reacting to it to now it's like they I, was, I think this just happens because they didn't couldn't get rid of it and now it's like dumped by the river and it's all like softening up and it's like people came to remove it but it just kind of highlighted this situation of uh there's like nowhere for people to dump their garbage in new jersey so that's why there's michael all this pasta this is really not funny this is really the, dark no, it got kind of oh, i started reading the article and i was like wow. I, no, at first i was like this is hilarious okay. to wow this is, is this sucks but also it's like the, the funniest garbage to be dumped next to it the river funny. probably is pasta <laughs> no it is it's also just like 
yeah, it needs like a sauce. Like it, it it's yeah, just like it really does need a sauce. <laughs> like what we need actually is another dump. Like I think like that's the where they went wrong. Like or like an Alfredo yeah, dump yeah. run. <laughs> like season it. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, like it looks like. How did they even do this? Like, did they just put it in a truck and then just drive? So this like, is where it looks like this was coordinated. Like, like they, because it said wheelbarrow full, so somebody was dumping pasta into a wheelbarrow and then wheeling it, like in the middle of the. I want to, yeah, in the middle of the night, or like, where they just, where did you call up your buddy and you're like, yo, dude, so I got some extra spaghetti, can't really, uh, can't really move it, you know, and I just gotta. I gotta, I gotta throw it in the river, man. Like, what do you tell your friend? How do you get people to help you with this? What the fuck? This just fucking what the, the mo- fuck? It's so Italian. Animals? It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like clearly a moth. It's like so like, like it seems like somebody did this is like is like just to piss somebody off. Like, like this is like our just territory. like a mafia. <laughs> Like don't yeah. fuck with us. Like you fuck with me. You cross. You fuck with you the wrong the Fussolini line. <laughs> yeah. I'll shout. I'll give you the noodles. That's our. That's our river. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Next time it's gonna be your noggin. This time you got noodles. Next time it's your noggin. Yeah. That's a very. It's also this is an NPR thing, so I know it's true. This isn't no New York Post yes, article. This is, yes. This. this... Good news source. Yeah. I wonder yeah, what, I what else J- Bill Chapel has. Got. Yeah says residents okay yeah they still the neighbors believe the pasta came from a house that was recently cleared out ahead of being put on the market oh so okay no that wait wait that's the most important that's the most important thing i that's the most important part of this article they were just this is i've just said with that this is pasta that was this is a hoarder oh my god and was it all in boxes or what okay like this was a hoarder this pasta could be from the seventies. Like I thought this was a factory. Like this was it might have had maggots. It might have had maggots in it or something, and they were like you know what I mean? Like this isn't factory pasta. This is like They opened the pantry I thought this and they're was like, fa- Oh my god. This like, this isn't a corporate person. This is just like a This is just like like a weird depression baby who was left yes. alone. Like Like they, this is somebody who's, by the way, this is somebody who never ate pasta in their lifetime. Like they were saving it. Like this person, yes. this person did not eat pasta. It was like oh. for a rainy day and every day for like 25 years, they went to Aldi or whatever the Aldi is in New Jersey and they bought <laughs> they pasta bought the with boxes. like their, yes. yeah, just in case. This was just their in, just in case meal just in case for 45 pasta. years. Yeah. This is making me question my own dry goods cabinet. You're like, I need to up my fucking game, dude. <laughs> like, do you have 15 weird barrels? <laughs> well, I was at Trader Joe's and I bought a pasta and I came home and I realized I already had one. And so I, that was last week so and I doubled being... up on this. I'm afraid that I'm becoming this. Was that was say, week one. This can, this can happen to you pretty fast. <laughs> this is dark. Uh... Well, if you had a food... If you had like a food that was like your, you're like I'm anxious about, not like, like your backup meal food. What would it? Yeah. Like you like a ramen or like a canned bean. Like It'd what probably is be like, like a, a a canned something or a ramen probably, or like a yeah. soup or like a rice something or, yeah. Your yeah, apocalypse like food. Some, yeah, that's <laughs> for for this lady. It was fucking spaghetti. Wow. It was. At least she varied oh. up the the types. Wow, that yes. is so gross. It looks so yes. disgusting. Okay, let's move to the next. Okay, okay move on. Okay, so All right. uh, King Charles is uh, getting is the coronation of King Charles this weekend. Do you know about Uh-oh. that? Somebody did. Yeah. Somebody did you see this dick Barely. dry in the, <gasps> in the grass? Yeah, this is the <laughs> this is the only thing that matters about this whole inauguration. <laughs> Penis was on the lawn. Is it an it's amazing. Look at it. It's such a well done. It's so, it's so well, well done. done. Yeah, it's it's honestly like it's like one of those logic props. tests of like how to 
how, like how to start <laughs> like, what's the next like how to <laughs> yeah like you know like those like test your memory to see if you're gonna get dementia like see if you can cross the line without over crossing yeah this it. is like, the drawing for penis 100 <laughs> percent it's simple but it's beautiful because they had like to do the line and the little tiny line for that urethra? It looks like they may have started at one, they started at one ball and then ended at the other ball. It looks like one continuous, like, it looks like they even gave the illusion that, like, the balls are sitting on top of the grass and the grass is like the, like the, like the inner thigh, you know? It looks like there's like, the, like, Mm -hmm. do you see what I'm, it looks like the body is the grass almost. I don't know. Yes. It does look like it's like yes, 3D, absolutely. but not. What's yeah, not it's seen, it's not drawn. <laughs> the negative space of it. Yes. This is a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It really is. Do you, think like... there's an, it's, do you think there was an intention to where it was facing? Like what is... Because mm, it's, not, it's not perfectly centered facing into the building. It's not. I don't know what building that is, but it, it, it's pointing it's to the a Yorkshire certain... Manor. Yeah, it's pointing right at a certain... Uh, door and window so I don't know if that's an indicator but yeah, yeah it is, um, it's really well done I mean I just do you think and did you think what out? is like yeah think and I wonder if they probably out? practiced did they get in trouble <laughs> okay let's did they get in trouble let me see or was it a mystery um, yeah it doesn't okay. say there's no I don't see okay it's unclear if law enforcement is handling the case yeah it was, no... so, you know, what that means? It means it means it was somebody in the royal family. Like it was just like, it 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 wasn't a commoner. It was, like it if it was a commoner, cool. like they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Megan was she out was there. Like, she was Harry. Like, it, dude. Megan and Harry, like they st- they, yeah. they met at the tip where the. This is. <laughs> this is an like inside job. The... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, just also it's really straight. You, like it's just, I wonder if they like took some uh, some string and like some stakes, you know, yeah. and like and did a quick like because those lines are so straight. And you don't see like where they left the building. Like you don't see like there's no they turned off the machine. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. What did they? I think they used a machine or like they spray some chemical maybe. Yeah, if I zoomed in, I was trying to think if if it was sprayed in. I thought that they, I thought that they cut out the grass, but yeah, you're right. They they just like it's they just, just like maybe sprayed it, sprayed some like weed killer or something. Yeah, what do you think it means? I'm not, what does yeah, the penis signify? <laughs> the iconic symbol. <laughs> I have to look at like Jungian symbols for what what would Jung say about this. <laughs> If you look at it upside How to interpret down, it, does, it. Yeah. If you look at it upside down, it does look like a like a nose and eyes, like almost like with yes. glasses. Like it, they could. This could be like. I would love to see eyes. what else this artist could do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or like you know that um, cartoon that you draw that's like the nose and then the fingers that's like hanging over. Mm, yeah. Or like the uh, what is like, it? The nose with the mustache and the gla- you know the glasses that you can put on that have like the. The mustache and the nose. I would love if this it. had a mustache. Yes. Yeah, I would love to see a mustache at the, at the tip right there. Yeah. Yeah, surprise there's no... I guess there is... I guess the grass is the... You can imagine the, the pubic hair being the grass. I don't know. <laughs> the British are so, like, up in arms about, like, this kind of thing. Like, they try to be mm-hmm. proper so much. And then, like, even, even this graffiti is proper. Like, I feel like if this was in the states and like somebody like drew this it would be like a lot jank like it would be a lot more like sloppy like even the yeah like if they drew a dick on the, the vandalism lawn, is... it wouldn't look this nice no yeah proper it's so, and... pro- it's so this really is i mean it's like it looks like a perfect middle finger too it's just really is just a exactly yeah well Thanks for uh, ha- thanks for making me care about the Royals. That was a New York Post article. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I saw that this morning. I, I don't even believe wow. it's true. Yeah. Now uh, I don't even know if it happened. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I feel like we 
talked about damn near everything today. Uh, that was really fun. Um, where can people follow you online? It's so much fun. Check you out. Yeah. If they can spell my name, I know. I um, then it's my name everywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm a I'm the biggest Instagram person ever. So find me on Instagram. I it's my best friend. Um, yeah. yeah and then I have my comedy calendar in there. Yeah. Um, you cannot find me on TikTok. Nice. Don't try. Um, <laughs> And uh, don't yeah don't don't find me um, actually no I'm kidding. Um, every every podcast I listen to my entire life the host asks that question and everyone just says what they're supposed to say and so can you ask me again yeah um, well Gula this is a fun episode uh, where can people find you online if they want to come see you perform live I had a lot of a fun thanks for having me uh, if people yeah. want to see me they can go to my instagram it's gula g-e-u-l-a-h underscore because there is another google out there um thank you so much <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> is that better uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i appreciate it <clears throat> it's cool that you let me yeah thank you Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>